Welcome to The Art of Social Media, a podcast by Social Pilot. We host in-depth discussions with world-leading social media marketing experts that will help you discover the techniques, strategies, and skills you need to use to grow your business using social media. Now, here's your host, Tejas Mehta. Welcome to The Art of Social Media. Today I have with us Houston Golden. Houston is called the Golden Boy for LinkedIn. He's written a Bible for LinkedIn, which is called the LinkedIn Bible, and currently is the founder and CEO of PAMF. Houston, thanks for joining us. And as you mentioned, you're going to share your secrets. We are looking to kind of learn all your secret sauce and steal your tactics. Yeah, yeah. It's not stealing if I give them away. So yeah, go right ahead. I'm happy to share all my knowledge bombs, all of my growth hacks, what's working now, what's not working now on LinkedIn. And yeah, just happy to drop some fire for you. So let's do this. Awesome. Wonderful. Looking forward to that. Before jumping into LinkedIn, Houston, I want to understand what's your origin story. How did you become the LinkedIn guru? How did you kind of get into marketing? And one other thing I noted on your LinkedIn profile is that you have like 19 positions listed <laughs> since here and there. Yeah. What happened? Do you get bored easily? So that's a hack. So I'll answer that question first specifically. And then if we sure. want to get back to the origin story, we can. So when you think about your LinkedIn profile, most people... They just don't give it the love that it really deserves. More frankly, LinkedIn as a whole, most people kind of just don't give it the attention it deserves. It is probably the most powerful platform to generate organic reach other than maybe TikTok. There's no other platform that comes close to organic reach. If you're starting out with no followers at all, you could literally have 300 connections. If you write the right kind of content that's going to be emotionally engaging, compelling content, you can not necessarily easily but you can absolutely hit a million views on a single post with almost no followers. And that's basically impossible on most platforms other than maybe TikTok. And there's just very powerful organic reach there. So people just are sleeping on LinkedIn. They're ignoring it. And we've been going crazy on LinkedIn since 2017. Now, why do I have 16 or however many uh, experiences listed on my profile which is kind of ridiculous. I'm basically exploiting the experience section. Most of those experiences are not other companies. So we want to think about your profile as a high converting landing page. So just to kind of get right back to your question, your profile is a high converting landing page. And the goal of your profile is one, you want to position yourself as someone that people listen to. You want to position yourself as an authority. So if you have a podcast, mention that in your banner image at the top. You want that. If you have a picture of you at the microphone, it instantly tells this is a guy or a man or woman that people listen to. And that's kind of the whole point. You want to position yourself as an authority in your space. So as they start to scroll down, they're going to have more and more opportunity to learn more about you and all of that. So I could probably spend an hour talking about ways to optimize your profile, but the experience section is sort of a, an, a way that I am exploiting that section to drive links to my different offers and different areas, right? So most people just think of it as like, oh, I can only add experiences from companies I've worked for. That's how 99.999% of people use the experience section. They list the companies they work for. But mine, I have a company page for my Facebook group. I have a company page for my book I released. I have a company page for my podcast. I have a company page for our newsletter. Basically, you scroll through the experiences 
on my profile and you'll see basically you, the opportunity to buy the different books to get into all the different funnels. And so I'm basically wanting the goals to kind of push off like all the other companies that I've worked for. I don't really want to drive attention to them. Honestly, I might delete some a lot of that old stuff, but you can have five or six experiences that kind of show up before you have to expand to see more experiences. And so I like to kind of just, it's a use that nobody's really doing. I haven't seen anyone else do it. I just like had this idea. It was like, hey, this will be interesting. And so I'm like, okay, I'm creating links for all the different spots that I want to send people to. And yeah, I guess it's a growth hack or just kind of a way of using a feature that it wasn't intended to be used for. I guess a lot of growth hacks are kind of like that, like looking for ways to use features that other people aren't using them or yeah, basically it turns my profile into, it drives more traffic to my different funnels, the community, my books. I sell at least a couple of books a day just from my LinkedIn profile and I can track that. So I can put a UTM code on the book links. I can put a UTM code on the books to schedule, the links to schedule a call. So I'm able to track all of the visitors that are going to my profile and they're clicking on these different links in the experience section. Yeah, it's just a a little hack that I think is kind of fun. Got it. That's smart. I'm going to try that hack as well. I'm going to create a LinkedIn page for my podcast and link that on my landing page of the profile. Let's try that out. Do it. You should do it. Awesome. Do it for your podcast, your blog, your newsletter, your Facebook group. I recommend everybody do it. Got it. Let me try it. Why send people to the last company you worked for? You're just sending people to your old boss. Yep. Yep. Makes a lot of sense. I'll try it and I'll let you know how that goes. So sure. Wonderful. How does one become a badass at LinkedIn? How do I become a badass influencer at LinkedIn? I have maybe 5,000 connections. Yeah. That's pretty less as compared to you. You have 100,000. Close. So Close to 100, how do I grow to 100,000? How to become a LinkedIn badass. Like That's definitely got to be the title of this uh, podcast episode. How to become a LinkedIn badass. <laughs> so what would define a LinkedIn badass is, in my opinion, somebody who is... One, putting out engaging content that's just giving value to the community, driving engagement, starting conversations. There's the content element. Really, our LinkedIn influencer service, we offer a done-for-you LinkedIn influencer service. And even in my books and a lot of my content, I talk about the four pillars. There's four pillars of our service. There's four main chapters in my book that break down the four pillars as well. But the four pillars are profile optimization, There's outreach, which I can go... I mean, we could spend five hours talking about that. We could spend all day, honestly, talking about that. All the different ways of using outreach. The third pillar is content creation, posting, engaging with content. But there's the content pillar. And then there's the what we call appointment setting in terms of our service. But really, it's engaging and converting people. So profile optimization is pillar one. Outreach is pillar two. Content is pillar three and converting those conversations or comments into whatever you're trying to convert people to sales, podcast interviews, investor meetings, anything, right? Partnerships, that conversions is kind of that bottom, that fourth pillar. And I will say there's a bonus pillar, number five, which is basically omni channel, like repurposing what's working for you on LinkedIn out into the other platforms. And that's we don't need to go too far into that. That's something I'm always experimenting with. But yeah, that's kind of the fifth bonus pillar is basically using LinkedIn as like the best organic 
playground for your content and your targeting and your messaging and figuring out what's working and then applying that to all the other channels to get better results everywhere. So how to become a LinkedIn badass is really thinking about each one of those pillars very strategically and executing on it in a thoughtful way. And if you miss one of the pillars, then it really brings the whole strategy down. You won't be a badass if you have an amazing, sexy as hell looking profile that's just ready to convert with 16 links going to all your different funnels if you're not putting out content and you're not doing outreach. And if you're just doing outreach and your profile looks a bit like lame or boring and doesn't position you as an authority, no one's going to respond to your outreach. If you're posting content, but you're not doing outreach either, the content's not going to get the right reach. It's not going to be, you're not going to be building your audience You're not going to be showing your content to the right people. So all of these things really play together. And obviously, if you're not pillar number four for us is appointment setting, if you're not following up with the leads, the people that are replying to your messages, the people who are commenting on your posts, if you're not converting any of these into sales, then what are you doing? You're not a badass because you're not making any money. You're just wasting your time. And that's not what a badass does. A badass comes in with a goal. The goal is I want to grow my personal brand and I want to grow my business. And that's what a badass does. So you have to do all of those things. The bonus pillar, you don't have to do. That's why it's a bonus one. But if we're just talking about LinkedIn, you got to optimize your profile. You got to reach out to the right people and you've got to post engaging content daily. That's what we do. Posting once a week, once a month is also, that's not badass because frankly, It's not enough to learn from. It's not enough to build an audience. It's not enough to hone your craft. It's not enough to really do anything. So some people are like, I don't want to post every day. I feel like I'm going to be annoying my audience. I'm going to be annoying my connections. I'm like, actually an interesting, uh, it's an interesting objection I encounter when people want to hire us and they're like, can you just post once a week for me? I'm like, no, that's not going to be a good fit. We want to make you a LinkedIn badass or a LinkedIn influencer. But basically just like on that one point there, the algorithm will take care of that for you. If you're worried about posting too much, if you're like, I don't want to post every day, I just want to post once a week because I don't want to annoy people, the algorithm will take care of that for you. If your audience is not engaging with your content, then the algorithm is not going to show those people your content. The algorithm's number one job is to show your content to people they think are going to engage with it. So if you're annoying people or certain people in your audience don't want to look at your content, they're not going to see it. And yeah, that's kind of, we can dive deeper into different elements of those pillars. And I think for me, the most interesting ones are are the outreach strategies and the content strategies. Got it. Let's dive into content. What kind of content works on LinkedIn? So what works on LinkedIn is always changing. And just like other platforms, my best piece of advice just in general that I've been thinking a lot about lately is actually just you always want to use the newest features. Like it doesn't even matter if it's LinkedIn. I'll come back to LinkedIn, but you always want to use the latest features that platforms are testing and use them to the max, use them to the fullest extent because they are going to push that harder and farther than any other format. So the reason I mentioned this is because it's like, what's working on LinkedIn right now? Well, I'm going to take a step back to 2017 when we first started posting on LinkedIn And we were posting on other platforms, Quora, our Facebook, Twitter, and Quora got some traction. Our Facebook page got like nothing, which 
Facebook had already kind of reached maturity at that point. LinkedIn is just like this infant baby in terms of a content platform. No one is posting content on LinkedIn in 2017. I think we were literally like one of 10 people in the world that were like daily posting legit content on there and not just like, we're hiring for this job. Here's my resume. Like if you went to the Wayback Machine and looked at LinkedIn, that could actually be a really, really fun thing to do. I'd be curious. You might just see our posts blowing up and then just such trash content. But basically what worked then, they update the algorithm. So back then we stumbled into it. So we were posting on on other platforms. We would get a lot of traction in our Facebook group and some traction on Quora. And then we've discovered LinkedIn and we're like, holy crap, that is crazy. We would post on LinkedIn and get 100,000 views. We'd spend 20 minutes writing a, a short post, just plain text, and it would blow up. Because LinkedIn had no other content to promote to their audience, except for the stuff we were putting there. So it's a content deficient platform, which is why it's an opportunity. And that's why TikTok also has huge organic reach. There's more people on the platform watching content than there are people creating content, which creates a content deficiency. And that causes your organic reach to blow up. So what was working then was plain text. We would get millions of views a month just posting plain text posts. You know, we were written about it by a few publications, Bloomberg, BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed dubbed this, our style of writing called broetry, which I always like resented that term. It's like tech broetry or something. But whatever, we were chronicling our startup journey and posting plain text posts. We experimented with doing videos. We even did like, we set out to do a video a day for a hundred days. And then it was like, you know, we're just going to stop this experiment because these videos don't get any reach on LinkedIn. And video is still a bit tricky with, with LinkedIn. We can talk about that. But plain text worked from 2017 to the 2018, the end of 2018. Things started to change towards the end of 2018 and 2019. The algorithm updated because they saw that we were just like, people were getting annoyed with us just posting these broetry posts five times a day. We would get so many views. It was crazy, but that was all we did. No images, no videos, There wasn't polls. There wasn't slides back then. There wasn't image galleries. A lot of these different post types didn't exist, right? But they updated their algorithm in 2019 and they rolled out a few different post types. So LinkedIn, we started to notice our reach go down on just the plain text post. So we started experimenting with image posts. They still struggled. Those didn't really start working until in the last like year and a half, in my opinion. We just didn't do any images because they would never get reach. And there's a lot about like what works in terms of images and what doesn't. Same thing with video. Okay, so now fast forward, the algorithm's more updated. LinkedIn wants you using all the different post types. So we figured out, okay, we can't just post these plain text posts anymore. We need to start posting different types of posts. So we started experimenting with the slides. LinkedIn basically acquired SlideShare or SlideBean or something like that. Forget it was, they paid millions, tens of millions for this like slides company. And so we kind of discovered that they would promote those posts very heavily. You basically upload a PDF. It's not like Instagram where you upload like 10 images and that's an image carousel. On LinkedIn, you upload a 10-page PDF and that becomes like a carousel post on LinkedIn. So we that worked really, really well and it still works pretty well. It's not as hot as it was when less people were doing it, but we started incorporating that a lot more. 
then they release polls. So polls is basically, you can actually write however much copy you want above the poll. It could be a long form copy. You could literally have no copy and it would just be a poll. You could write like a one line. You can, it's a little bit more flexible and it's basically like options A, B, C, or D. And you're like, <laughs> what's going to be the next trillion dollar company? Tesla, Twitter, Google, whatever, right? When you just like ask your audience and those posts work really well because they're designed for engagement. They're engineered for engagement. So the platform literally is showing them to people that are going to be likely to vote on your poll. So those work really well. They still work. They're a little harder this year than they were last year, I will say. And that's what happens. That's why I started off answering your question by saying, you always want to look for what is the latest feature, the latest post type or content that is now either being tested or like just starting to trend like Instagram reels or whatever it is. For LinkedIn, you've got newsletter, you've got live, they've got audio streaming now, kind of like a clubhouse or Twitter spaces type of thing. And it's always about like, I've seen this happen time and again, where it's like plain text was working and then enough people started to do it where like the law of averages like kicked in, then slides, then polls. But still, at the end of the day, you want to be posting a variety of content. I think if you're only posting one type, if all you do is post images, if all you do is post videos, if all you do is post polls, you're going to basically wear out your audience. Your audience is going to get sick of it. They'll stop engaging with it. So what we do for our clients is we always have a mix of content. We still do about 50% plain text. And then we do about 10 to 15% slides, 10 to 15% polls, 10 to 15% images, 10 to 15% videos. Somehow adds up to 100%, but basically 50% plain text because that's still kind of what works on LinkedIn. That's like, it's just kind of the holy grail that we stumbled into in 2017 still works. And in terms of, yeah, just making sure you, you kind of get extra points with the algorithm for using the different post types. Yeah, in terms of like the images that work. So I'll just, I'll spend a second on that if you don't mind. I'll talk a minute about images and videos and how they're different from other platforms. So like Instagram and LinkedIn are basically the polar opposite. If you look at like hashtag entrepreneur on Instagram, it's kind of a joke. Let's be honest. Like it's going to be guys like sitting in front of Ferraris and on a boat. Like that is not entrepreneurship. It's a bunch of fake BS. But if you look up hashtag entrepreneur on LinkedIn, it's going to be at mostly like business owners talking about like how to, what they're doing with their company. So just like most people try to repurpose what they're doing on Instagram because Instagram's kind of fun and sexy. And that's where people like to naturally scroll when they want some entertainment or whatever. But that's where they go wrong when they're like, let's post our images on LinkedIn. So flashy images usually just backfire on LinkedIn. It's You'll get a lot of comments like, yo, nice Ferrari. Like how much are you paying your employees? People on LinkedIn are, it's a different culture. It's like, a lot of employee advocates and HR, people are looking for jobs. People are talking about company culture and all these things. And so like, if you just post pictures of you being a boss in your jet or whatever, the majority of people on LinkedIn are going to be like turned off by that. So what works instead is like a nothing super polished or professional. Even this video I'm doing with you right now, like my camera is really nice and the microphone's really nice. This isn't really ideal either because it looks too polished. For whatever reason, LinkedIn likes 
unpolished. So the images that work great are typically a picture of like you with your team, just looking normal down to earth. Like, hey, it's us. Not like a photographer took it, but like a selfie of you with a client at a coffee shop. That's relatable. A picture of your new employee that you just hired that looks like you just took it on your phone and they're like, new employee alert, whatever. Like it has to just look authentic and not marketing-y or promo-y. I would say that's kind of the what works on LinkedIn in terms of images. You, what I am finding image quotes work really well. So this is something that I've been doing a ton this year. I didn't do it all last year. It didn't really work well, but a lot more people are doing it now. But yeah, image quotes work pretty well, especially if they're engaging in around topics that work on LinkedIn, company culture, hiring, HR, those sorts of topics work really well on LinkedIn. If you're talking about how to get rich, you would on on Instagram or something, it's not going to go as well. If you're like, here's how to treat your employees. Here's how to be a great boss or here's how to be a bad boss or whatever, those type of topics. So that's images and videos, the same kind of goes, but videos still struggle to get reach. So my hack, the only videos that I've ever seen get a ton of results are basically viral videos on LinkedIn. And that is probably the easiest way to grow your following on LinkedIn is repurpose viral videos. Go to Reddit, go to Imgur, go to Instagram, find viral video type pages and profiles, even Facebook groups. Find those viral videos that are kind of trending that haven't been posted on LinkedIn either at all or like in a long time. Repost that with some engaging copy and you'll get a ton of views and followers. You almost never get as many views as you would on like a plain text post or an image or other post types, but I do see a higher view to or impression to follower rate. So video posts help you grow your following the fastest, but posting videos where it's like a talking head video, kind of like me talking to the camera right now doesn't really work that well. I'm sure it's valuable to like nurture your prospects in that thing, but I wouldn't expect to get much reach or a be a LinkedIn badass. It might help you in the conversion part of the funnel, but not really in the growing your audience. Yeah. Got so, it. so that's a lot. Try and be authentic and don't kind of do artificial pictures, maybe just viral videos here and there, but a lot of yeah. text and mix type mix up the type of content that you have. Yeah. People are going people on LinkedIn, they're an ambitious audience. They're either looking for a job, they're looking for prospects, they're looking for they have some they're an aspirational or an ambitious type of audience. Whereas on Instagram, it's kind of not necessarily the same. But to that end, people still, it's also like an older audience too, for the most part. I'm sure it's the demographics are getting younger, but like, it's funny because I kind of had this realization last year when I started doing it. My mom will share a video of a baby pony doing something really cute with this little goat or some random video that's like cute animals. That's something my mom would share on Facebook. But it's funny because there's a large demographic of older people on LinkedIn. They love that stuff. So if you're posting like videos of cute animals or whatever it is that it somewhat aligns with like your brand or that you don't want to be too crazy, but like, I'm just like, wow, that makes sense. That's why these videos are blowing up. There's like a slightly older demographic and they all, this is what their Facebook looks like. And that's what they love. So like, I don't know, that's my random insight on why I think viral videos work so well on LinkedIn is that I think it's just a slightly old. And I do see that in my comments on those types of posts. It's like the younger audience likes my image quotes and my plain text posts more. But yeah, it's just kind of interesting. 
The Art of Social Media is brought to you by Social Pilot. To find out more about Social Pilot and how we can give you everything you need to hit your social media marketing goals, visit socialpilot.co. And then make sure to search for The Art of Social Media in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click follow so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Social Pilot, thanks for listening.